the entire monetary system of the world has been a scam. Like, who hurt you? <laughs> Was it Satoshi Nakamoto? She's like, we don't know who controls it. Get to one Bitcoin before the halving. Get to one Bitcoin before the ETFs buy up all the Bitcoin. If Bitcoin's going to do what Bitcoin's going to do, come on. I don't think that it's that he doesn't understand Bitcoin. I think he understands it very well. He understands that if he does it with Bitcoin, he doesn't have a competitive advantage. You're listening to the Flirting with Bitcoin podcast. I'm Mandana. I'm Ian. That's Keon. And, and we're, we're the, the Recepies. My husband loves Bitcoin, and once a week, I let him talk my ear off about it. Yeah, I'm a real cheap date. Cheap, maybe, but it's a lot of work. If I'm going to do something, may as well do it the best way possible. And Flirting with Bitcoin is audience-funded without ads or sponsors. Mm-hmm. This ain't your grandma's podcast. This is podcasting 2.0. But we can't do this for free, babe. We have Bitcoin to buy and a new mouth to feed. <laughs> See, our son agrees with me. If and when people enjoy the show, they can support us by giving us a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever they're listening. They can share episodes on their social media. And of course, they can send us some money. Obviously, I prefer Bitcoin. And the best way to send us some is through our two favorite apps, Strike and Fountain. Ah, let's explain how that works at the end of the episode for anyone curious. Sure, babe. But I still like real money, and so if you want to support us... Babe, babe, Bitcoin is real money. Sure, but if you want to support us with old school money, go to flirtingwithbitcoin.com and subscribe. We offer monthly and yearly subscriptions that come out to less than a dollar an episode. To all our fountainheads out there, keep making and sharing clips of the show to cash in on our bounty program. Make that money, honey. Y'all ready? Hey, Keon, you ready, baby? Let's go. Hey, Ian. Hey, Mandana. Hola, Spain. Namaskara, Nepal. Guten Tag, Germany. Sawadi, Thailand. Hola, Brazil. Good day, UK. Good day, Canada. Hola, Argentina. Buongiorno, Italy. Namaste, India slash Bharat. Kamusta, Philippines. Bonjour, France. Hello, Indonesia. Hola, Portugal. Hello, Netherlands. Konnichiwa, Japan. Witam, Poland. Da Drivet, Bulgaria. Hola, Venezuela. Hola, Mexico. Good day, Australia. And I wasn't sure how to say this, so I'm just going to say hello to Nigeria. There was like five different ways to say hello in Nigerian, <laughs> and I didn't want to pick the wrong one. So, hello, Nigeria. Awesome. I think how far is also one, like a greeting. Um, also, howdy to Texas. Texas. What time is it? The current time is 819-054, and we're approximately 2,398 blocks since our last recording. And if I gave you one U.S. dollar, how many acres could I get on Bitcoin Island? Today, you could get 2,651 acres, a.k.a. Satoshi's on sunny bitcoin island and what about the price of other things like tangible goods like eggs beef gas eggs are 2900 sats beef is 9500 sats gasoline is 700 sats and milk is 39,586 sats 100 pounds of milk for 100 pounds of milk great great metric for milk um and all of those numbers mean that the Satoshi price index is actually down 3%. And that means? That means that life got a little bit cheaper if you live on a Bitcoin standard. 
Hey. Now, those are commodity prices, but commodity prices are derivatives of consumer prices. So life is getting cheaper. Speaking of Bitcoin, are you working towards your Bitcoin goals? Me personally? Or you are a listener? I mean, I don't really listen to this thing after we're done recording. But if you are a person working towards goals, uh, do I have a site for you? It is goals.flirtingwithbitcoin.com. Basically, at the website, you can pick a goal that you want to save towards in Bitcoin terms. So let's say you want to get one Bitcoin by the next halving. Um, It will produce the dollar amount or whatever currency you want to buy Bitcoin in. Um, It'll produce the dollar amount that you need to buy at any given interval to ensure that you hit your goal. So, for example, today, there are only 153 days left until the halving. And if you have zero Bitcoin right now, you need to buy 650,000 sats a day for 153 days. And at today's prices, that would be $246 a day. And, you know, it does it by weeks and months also. So there are only 21 weeks remaining, which would be 4.7 million sats per week, which comes out to $1,700 a week. And there's only five months remaining, which comes out to 20 million sats a week or 7,500 uh, sat, sorry, $7,500 per month. Yeah, get on it. I mean, I'm not trying to be that guy, but it's only going to get harder from here on out. Um, there's going to be a day where those numbers are going to sound really crazy. And I think it's before the start of season four <laughs> of our podcast. Oh, okay. So a year from now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hold on, wait a second. January 2025. But anyway, uh, some interesting stuff has happened since we've been doing the persona um, episodes. We haven't really been focused on the news. We haven't really been focused on what I would say is like the Bitcoin gossip um, that much. Uh, so I figured we can get into some of that today. But before we do that, I wanted to do a little house cleaning on some things just purely about the podcast housekeeping we could clean the house and keep it it's (laughs) it's all the same um so the first thing is and I, i keep meaning to do this and i forget but there's an app called the orange pill app or opa we've talked about it on the pod mondana swears i have a dating app on my phone um it's a running joke uh but you can like connect with bitcoiners on there and this guy reached out to me uh, to basically ask like if I could mention, well, he didn't reach out to ask if I could mention, but we were chatting and he mentioned that there's a Bitcoin Berlin, just like Bitcoin Beach. There's a town in El Salvador called Berlin, I guess. Mm. They're starting up another like Bitcoin town in El Salvador. Um, so that's pretty cool. They have like a geyser page. You can like check it out. I'll put a link to it in the in the show notes. But uh, these like little Bitcoin communities are popping up all over the place. We don't talk about a lot of them because for different reasons. Um, But I see more and more of stuff like this happening, like at least like once every two months now. Oh, that's so cool. I hope we get to go to one. I mean, we are going to El Salvador, but we're going to Mecca. Yeah. (laughs) But you still, you said this was a place in El Salvador. So it's still concentrated in some places more than others. Yeah, I mean, they're doing this in El Salvador, so you have some built-in, I would argue you have some built-in um, 
user base already. Like people in El Salvador are being onboarded. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the general idea is: can you have a closed uh, closed loop economy mm-hmm. where just everyone in the town is paying everyone in Bitcoin? Yeah, and maybe there's like one person that goes out and does some things not in Bitcoin outside of the town. Um, but it's easier to do that in a place like El Salvador because the rules mm-hmm. have been established that if you want to do this, you can. It'd be really hard to pull this off and say, I don't know, Fort Worth, Texas, <laughs> right? Like it's the government can plug in Bitcoin miners, but you can't just start running your business off of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. right? So um, so that's one thing I wanted to just call out. I've been meaning to do that for like weeks. So this guy messaged you on this app or you messaged him just out of nowhere and just started talking to him? I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think the person was a listener oh, cool. or they had come across our podcast oh. and then found me on, Aww. on, um, on orange pill, orange pill app and, or like you can open the app and anyone that's in there, you can really see everyone. Mm-hmm. There's not, it's not like Facebook where there's billions of people. Like right. you can scroll and see everyone. Inter- okay. So it's very still. small community yeah. so far. Um, I've had a couple more people reach out. I would say in the last like 60 days. Mm-hmm. So I've been using it since like day two. Well, when it was a dating app, I was like, I have no use for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, when I did that book handout on at, the hill, on the hill, um, the creators, like the founder and one of the main developers or whatever, like they were there. So I got to like chat with them and like meet them. Um, they're cool people. Um, and that's just why, like, I was like, yeah, I support this. I've met the people. They're cool. Like, and we love dating apps. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they serve their purpose. We met on a dating app. We did. So they serve their purpose. They did. Um, so that's one thing that I wanted to call out for housekeeping. Um, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to call out and I forget where this came from now, but someone somewhere, maybe it was Twitter was trying to tell me that like this British hodl guy is a scammer. Ooh. And I don't know if this person's a scammer. I'm not going to say they are. I'm not going to say they aren't. What I am going to say is, is that the one thing that this guy has been pushing, which is get to one Bitcoin before the halving, get to one Bitcoin before the ETFs buy up all the Bitcoin. I don't care if you're a scammer or not. I agree with that sentiment. What could he be scamming? They, they they sent me some link. Like he used to be in gold. He used to do other things. Like the guy has this a is past. Shtick. Well, this guy has a past. Okay. And he was doing things in the past that people disagree with. I could go dig into it, but I don't care about that stuff. Yeah, I, because you're not idealizing him. You're just saying the idea. He has a good point. Yes. Yeah. And so this is. I want. But I like that people are looking out for you, babe. Sure. And and I, but I want to. I want to use this as an example as like I think why uh people should be paying attention to bitcoin more than zero right so i forget the person who like mentioned Dave, can i just say you're like a little riled up right now no not really mm-hmm. um i feel like you had to get a lot of this off your chest well this also happened a couple weeks ago and i just wrote it down as like something i wanted mm-hmm. to like address which is Bitcoin, using this as an example, I'm not saying it's for all people, but Bitcoin is, in my opinion, a way for scammers to repent, right? (laughs) Okay, let's see. 
let's let's hear the explanation. It, oh, it's, it's just very simple. Like this guy, British Hoddle, scammer, not scammer. I don't know. Don't really care. The main point that he's driving of getting to one Bitcoin, I agree with. The fact that he's going out there and pushing that message on a daily basis, almost like I agree with. There may be some angle to why he's doing that. Everyone has an angle to why they go onto YouTube and make content. I don't care. What I am saying is that this one point that he's making or this one thing that he's trying to like use as his shtick or whatever, um, I agree with. And I hadn't really thought about it in that very strict, narrow sense of you need to do X because of Y. And when I say like it's a place for scammers to repent, if you're out there convincing people to get Bitcoin, it's only to their benefit. And if you bring a certain knowledge base that helps you make that case as to why you should get Bitcoin, you're just contributing to Bitcoin. Like you're not, you're fundamentally, you're not scamming someone. Are you still watching his videos? Every once in a while. I mean, he's very repetitive. Mm -hmm. So like it has to be. I haven't seen you watch any of his stuff recently. I try not to watch any of that stuff around you now. I know, I know. So I I walk in. Yeah, but you know, usually one of us goes to bed at like eight o'clock now. So um, the point here is that I am willing to give someone the benefit of the doubt if they are promoting Bitcoin because there is no way that they could promote, in my opinion, there's no way they could promote Bitcoin, the concept of Bitcoin, in a way that only benefits them. Well, what if they're trying to sell certain products or services that you know, devalue Bitcoin. But or... they're but this person isn't, right? They're not oh, selling anything. I don't know. I don't know. But that's what I'm saying is mm-hmm. like at the at the current moment, this person is not selling anything. Yeah. That may change. Mm-hmm. Right? He might pop up tomorrow and be like, buy my shirt. Like, is that a scam? Mm-hmm. He might pop up tomorrow and say, you know, uh, buy my book. Buy my book. Is that a scam? I don't think it is. I think people who write books should be paid. Like, if you expect him to give away a book for free, like, I think, you know. What a radical idea. He can, but he doesn't have to. Like, there's work. Like, Yeah, no, no, babe, so, I'm, I'm, I understand. I, I think it's, it's tough out here. Like, people should be vetted. And so I don't knock people for investigating that. But, yeah, it, it is tough to, um, I think it's a little, t- there are a lot of other people out there to listen to that I guess haven't slipped up yet or I don't know. I, I mean, I, I do think you need some credibility um, if you are somebody that's saying, Hey, listen to me. I know what's going on. I'm telling you the truth. I think, it, I mean, I get that you're saying, Oh, it helps the case, but sometimes I think like maybe that doesn't because there's already such a um, dishonest, aura around crypto Mm -hmm. and so i think bitcoin needs to be like pristine i mean bitcoin itself is pristine Mm -hmm. the the people who use it the people who build on top of it the people who promote it by definition they're people and they're flawed Mm -hmm. so like unless you never have been on the internet until bitcoin existed Mm -hmm. there's no way that someone can't pull something up that you've done in the past and say, this guy 
again, like, I don't even know what this guy was really accusing him of. I'm just using it as a general mm-hmm. point of we all have stuff on the internet. We've all have done stuff. And some of those things may not look great or may not have been great at the time. But if you're out here saying, hey, the entire monetary system of the world has been a scam. This is the lifeboat out of that scam. I'm doing it. I don't care if you do it. Like we do this podcast. Like at the end of the day, I don't really care if people buy Bitcoin. Right. For the people who will listen. Great. But if you don't want to listen, you're not listening to this podcast anyway. If you're out here trying to get information and you're trying to build up your conviction, I think there's a lot of different ways to explain to people why you need to get Bitcoin. And I think his angle, particularly get to one Bitcoin before the halving. And number two, he's he's marketing it towards people who are in real estate who see what's happening to their world. Real estate is getting screwed right now. And people are like, what do I do? And the conventional answer would be to do x well x isn't really an option either and so here's a person that comes from that world that i technically understand i mean i'm not a real estate investor but i understand real estate investing um from like a business sense it's not profitable right now to be a real estate investor there's like 30 youtube channels that will tell you that right now so what do you do and his message is get out of real estate get into bitcoin and never look back i agree with that Unless he's murdering puppies, I don't really care. The point is, is that. Tomorrow you find out he was murdering puppies. And then I'll have to come on here and be like, yo, he's murdering puppies. You know, like uh, still get to one Bitcoin, but, you know, unsubscribe. Uh, (laughs) um, But anyway, I, I just I was not trying to like get deep into that particular person. And I was trying to get more into the point of I think people that are talking about Bitcoin should be given a lot of. Uh, uh, leeway and I'm not saying a clean slate but like promoting Bitcoin with the knowledge that you've acquired over your lifetime is a very courageous service to do and you're doing it in theory for free there might be some return in the future but if you're doing it for free you're spending your time your money on equipment to record it you're producing it you're putting it it's it's time of your life that you could be doing something else I don't care who you are Like you could even be, you know, a former crypto scammer, but if a former crypto scammer pops up tomorrow and says, Hey guys, I was wrong. My bad. I'm Bitcoin only. Here's what I think should happen. Like if it makes sense, it makes sense. And you've repented. And yeah, some people will say like, you're a scammer. I'll never trust you again. But if you're a person who's making sense, like, isn't that how we got into this problem in the first place? Like we don't listen to what makes sense. We like get caught up in our emotions about, things and not rational I, mean, I don't know how i don't know if that's how we got here but sure i think well there are emotions that can cloud judgment on like what should be done exactly and that's what i'm saying is that no one wants to take their medicine that's how we got here because emotionally taking your medicine sucks so we keep kicking the can down the road and saying we'll deal with it later we'll deal with it later we'll print more money we'll print more money We'll deal with it later. Oh, my constituents will never accept austerity measures. Okay, cool. Then like, there's no way that we can ever reduce the budget. It can only go in one direction, but tax revenues can go in multiple directions. <laughs> so how do we deal with this? The emotion of it's going to hurt is how we got into this position in the first place. And now I saw a thing today that was like, 
40 year olds with roommates mm-hmm. percentage of 40 year olds with roommates is like climbing at a crazy rate right now. It's like up like 20% or something. Why is that? Because it's also nice to not live alone, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is everyone who grew up watching friends was living in an economy where they could never not be living the friends lifestyle. Yeah. Right. Like, we sold it to you in the 90s, and now you got to live that for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You're never going to not be Monica. Like, or, uh, sorry, Monica got married. and Yeah, you boo up with somebody, and then they're your roommate. You're my roommate, right? I mean, I suppose. By definition. Anyway, this awkward. is Dragged On. and Tangent yeah, King. Yeah. Young and sweet, and, only 40. And that was good. That was good. One last housekeeping. Yeah, I, you're calling this housekeeping, but you're just venting. What else happened? What else happened, Boo? Uh, we have a Telegram channel. So I learned a little bit about Telegram last week. Um, TLDR, we have a Telegram channel. It's t.me slash flirting with Bitcoin. Um, right now it's just one direction. We can post in there like episodes or articles that we've talked about on the episode, yada, yada, yada. But, um, going to slowly like see how this works and then hopefully build into a bi-directional group where we can chat with everybody and we can, you know, whatever. Um, going back to the, the, the point I made the other day about like the engagement, it doesn't have to be on fountain. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not I don't need it to be on Fallon. I don't need to get sats from the engagement. Um, so we created a telegram channel, t.me slash flirting with Bitcoin. I used to use Telegram and I hated it so much. We got my family to stop using it because the interface was so bad for like our extended family group chat. But I'll give it another shot. I mean, you know, I don't use it like that i have it literally on my computer mm-hmm. so, i hear you um but that's all oh you have it on your computer that's nice yeah on the flirting with bitcoin computer mm-hmm. there is and all the house. things that we <laughs> there's all the things that we need to do for the podcast are installed on that yes. laptop okay good to know the apps on there because yep. i did not want to download it on my phone there you go i thought of you <sighs> you're such a good husband babe So you've pulled together this list of news articles that you might talk about today. I propose that I pick which ones you talk about. Okay. I think we can have some fun with this. All right. So I'm going to just read the URL names and I'm going to tell you, like, you know, tell me that story real quick though, babe. Mm-hmm. Um, give me the bluff. Do you know what bluff means? No. Bottom line up front. Sure. I think it's a military thing. Um, that is not a military. It's not thing. a military thing. Never All right. Heard it. Well, it's a. It's a. I guess it's that just corporate a, slang. It might be a Gen Z military thing. Yeah. When I write emails lately slash more often, I hear someone go, "Yeah, we should add a bluff," and I'm like, "That's not a thing." But Made it's, up. it's what? Made up. It's. I don't think it is. A Made lot up. of people f- from different ilks. I've been living. In the freaking corporate world for the last <laughs> 25 years, I've never heard that. That is something someone made up to make a career out of. 
Plus. What was wrong with TLDR? <laughs> TLDR is new. I've heard TLDR for over a decade. I have never heard bluff. Yeah, but what? I'm sure someone said it, but I've never heard it. But sure, I'll give you Do you, you think the... 30 years ago they said TLDR? No, TLDR is a internet uh, c- creation. Exactly. And I'm saying bluff, I've never heard. Anyways, I'm going to need the bluff from you, sir. For the first article, Fed threatens to sue Bitcoin Magazine. What happened there? Bitcoin Magazine made some swag mocking the Fed. Mm -hmm. And that was the only thing that they could think of as a retaliatory measure was to say that they were, you know, using their likeness or using their brand or something as though the Fed has a brand. Doesn't matter. They were just using the word Fed and they, they sent them a cease and desist letter. How can they sue over that? Well, they threatened, but does that mean they stopped selling those shirts? I don't know the resolution. All I know is that the Fed threatened Bitcoin Magazine with a lawsuit over some swag. Like, that is all you need to know. (laughs) Can I get one of these? Sure. It's swag that they're selling. All right. It is for sale. They have a white t-shirt, black t-shirt. A long sleeve, maybe sweatshirt. Oh, and a jacket and a beanie and the sweatpants. Yeah. But you know what? Bitcoin Magazine, they're all for boys. I hate unisex clothes. It's such a mockery of women. (laughs) It's not unisex. It's cut for men's bodies. And I would 100% get a long sleeve shirt if it was for women. Just putting that out there in the universe. Any clothing okay. makers out there? Would you would you like to hear the beauty of how the world works? Sure, teach me. You can make your own shirt and you can put it on a women's cut and you can sell it on your own website. We actually have a website that we've never launched. Yes, but- you're right. You're totally right there. <laughs> but I want to support them in this mess. Like, imagine if. After this happened, their stuff just gets like sold out over and over and over again as like an F you to the Fed. And then everyone's always wearing it. And I say, yeah, I got the limited first round edition of the Bitcoin magazine and the Fed now merch. If Bitcoin's going to do what Bitcoin's going to do, come on. Sure. I, I hear where you're going. I would much rather launch our own merch store with your own and the Fed Now shirt in your own branding. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I get what you're saying. I would much rather get a cease and desist letter from the <laughs> Fed. Fair like, enough, babe. That's how you you're know right. you're doing it big. You're right. You're right. <laughs> if you don't have the Fed hating on you, you're not winning. Okay. Next URL name. Gemini UK to prohibit regular Bitcoin transactions. Uh, yeah. So basically this is one of those slippery slope types of events. So, and I'm paraphrasing, um, because I'm trying to answer your your question without opening the article. Bottom line up front. Bottom line up front is that this is the first salvo of moves where it is possible that you will not be able to move Bitcoin 
out of any institution, let alone an exchange, if it's not going to an authorized address. What's an authorized address? This is a thing that governments are trying to create. So you can create any Bitcoin address you want, but if you want to move your money off of Gemini UK, you can only send it to authorized addresses. What's Gemini UK? It's just the UK version of Gemini. What's Gemini? It's an exchange. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> right? So they, they have to have different entities, right? There's like Binance and Binance US. There's FTX International, FTX US. There's Gemini US and Gemini UK. These are all, right? So stupid ass names. I mean, I'm sure they will eventually become normal and mm, all the I names know, that we know I today. Know. Google was weird until it wasn't. It still is. No, it's not. Yeah. It became a verb. I'm on my Googles. Yeah. People purpose. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, right now, let's say you have some money on Coinbase. You have some Bitcoin on Coinbase. Well, if it's on Coinbase, it's not real Bitcoin. But let's just say you have the right to some Bitcoin on Coinbase and you want to send it to your Sparrow wallet or you want to send it to your cold card, or you want to send it to cold storage. This rule hasn't come to the U.S. yet, but if that rule was in the U.S., you would not be able to send it from Coinbase to your Sparrow wallet or cold wallet, right? Like you would not be able to do that. You would have to send it from Coinbase to Gemini, to Kraken, to anybody else who gets a license that says, I'm an authorized place that you can send your Bitcoin to. And once you actually get that rule set in place, you create two tiers of Bitcoin. You have Bitcoin that can only move between legal places and then Bitcoin that's never been in one of those places where it has rules and restrictions. So you can't ever take Bitcoin out of that system. You just have to transfer it. Like you can't just say, I want to put it on a cold wallet. In the world that they are trying to create with their regulations, Mm -hmm. you would never be able to hold your own Bitcoin. You would only be able to be held at wallet addresses that are authorized to hold Bitcoin. That is what the UK is trying to do. And they're very close to pulling it off. What? Yes. <gasps> this is the story. I mean, there's plenty of other stories, but. Is anything else as dire as this? I mean, you know, there's, I picked a series of stories. You're kind of picking them at random, but there was some strategy to them. I messed up your plan. So this story is happening in the UK. Meanwhile, on this side of the Atlantic, Elizabeth Warren is basically trying to get the same thing passed. Okay. So fuck Elizabeth Warren Mm -hmm. and cheer on Cynthia Loomis or Lummis for basically calling Elizabeth Warren's bullshit. Okay. Like we're, we're actually at the point now where, uh, I mean, Elizabeth Warren's been, sketchy on Bitcoin for a while, which kind of is exposing her to like, who's really, who do you really work for? Right. Mm -hmm. That she's so anti-Bitcoin. What's her uh, criticism of Bitcoin? Unregulated? She can't control it. She She says that. I mean, like she has said that it can't be controlled. We don't know who's controlling Mm -hmm. it and people can do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Um, And on top of that, she cannot pass any law to change that fact. Mm -hmm. So she has to gin up uh, scare tactics to make it sound like this is something that we need. Another story on here that you didn't pick, but I'll just jump to is that uh, try not to make this political, but this is how it happened. The Israel 
Hamas war, uh, there was an article that was written that said that Bitcoin was being used to fund Hamas. It was written by the Wall Street uh, Journal. You sent that to me. It was written by the Wall Street yeah. Journal. Elizabeth Warren turned around, re- referenced that article in the Wall Street Journal and said, see, this is why we need to shut down Bitcoin because it's funding terrorism. Mm-hmm. Then the data or the company that was cited in saying that Bitcoin was being used to fund Hamas came out and said, whoa, 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 whoa. Our research was wildly misrepresented. Mm-hmm. And this is not even remotely the case. And oh, by the way, everyone knows that most terrorism funding is done with U.S. dollars. <laughs> so that the other article that I had on this list was how the Wall Street Journal kind of snuck in a retraction to correct themselves, but didn't make the same fanfare of, of like, course. right? Okay. Yeah. So like all of that has happened um, and it's all been Elizabeth Warren involved. Mm. Like she's been trying to put these rules on Bitcoin and- She's not going to get it done. She's really exposing herself that she definitely does not work for or care about the American people because she is trying to trap people in inflation. And this is a very similar example. It's not as overt, but it's the same mindset as the prime minister of Canada who literally was like giving a speech or a talk and was like, oh, yeah, these crazy Bitcoiners think that they can escape inflation. He said that. Yes, he said that. And it's like, yes, we can, right? (laughs) This is the only thing that we should probably be saying yes, we can to at this point Mm -hmm. is, yes, we can escape inflation. It's that we don't use your money because you inflate your money. And if we don't use your money, we can escape inflation. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Warren is not making that statement, but by her actions, if she's trying to prevent you from self-custodying your Bitcoin, She is trying to ensure that, well, only if I let you can you escape inflation. you got to follow my rules to escape inflation. And that's not how Bitcoin works. You've mentioned this before, you know, this thought of like politicians, they just can't even think. Well, most of them, I think, can't even imagine a situation where bad people are going to do things that they don't want them to do or something. And so they want uh, to control it in some way, but I don't know, maybe she works for the feds. I don't know. I mean, who she works for, uh, you won't really know until uh, she's out of office, if she ever gets out of office, but it seems like she's a Senator in a state that is going to keep electing her Mm -hmm. because they on some level agree with what she's trying to do. Um, but usually like someone like Elizabeth Warren, when she gets out of office, she's just going to be making speeches in front of hedge funds for $500,000 a pop. Mm -hmm. So I would argue that she's just getting, she's doing pro bono work now to ensure that she gets paid later. Right. And I said this somewhere the other day where I was like, is it a bribe if you get paid like after the, if you do the action and get paid later, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm sure they're in some way, whoever this is funding her campaign and funding whatever she needs funded. But at the same time, like she could just be like, no, I know who I work for. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand this thing enough to know that it's not in their interests. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be really against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I really think it is. Like maybe she's being fed a script to 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 be anti Bitcoin. Um, but 
she's so anti-Bitcoin that it just, it doesn't make sense. It's, it's something else. And I don't like know. Like, who hurt you? Well, like. <laughs> Was it Satoshi Nakamoto? She's like, we don't know who controls it. Well, like, she did this interview with uh, uh, Meet the Press guy. Um, what's his name? Doesn't matter. She did an interview Chuck on Meet something. Ch- yeah, Chuck Todd or whatever. Mm-hmm. Two first names. Um, but she did an interview, and he's, like, feeding her all these softball questions where the answer kind of sounds ridiculous. And one of them was, like, well, what is Bitcoin backed by? And then she basically proceeds to say that it's backed by nothing, mm-hmm. right? But if if it's worth nothing, why is someone willing to part with $40,000 for it? Mm-hmm. Like they don't even understand that people are parting with something for real, what they're calling real money mm-hmm. for 14 years. Mm-hmm. This isn't Beanie Babies. Mm-hmm. They got into positions of power so that they could have power over what people can and cannot do. And here is something that they're like, I really don't want people doing this, but I can't do anything to stop it. Why do I have power? They must be criminals, mm-hmm. right? It's like, no, we just don't want to play that game anymore that you can control. Um, and the Hamas funding, like that just, you're not on Twitter, but they just jumped down her throat so fast that like she got real quiet. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, all of these people are going to use whatever levers they have to intimidate, scare, bully uh, Bitcoiners. I don't know how much, how much money Bitcoin Magazine has, but I'm sure they have at least enough money and or enough clout to get the money to fight the Fed. Like, this is like the ultimate fight that anyone would take against the Fed any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I made mock merch and you're trying to sue me let's go to court let's have some discovery how did you find out about my merch let's see your web traffic from my website do you come to my website a lot are you stalking me are you what kind of research are you doing on me what if you worked at the fed as a bitcoiner so i'm pretty certain that there are bitcoiners that work at the fed right But somebody's got to be there like researching Bitcoin, right? Or being on top of Bitcoin. Um, honestly, like I have to assume that someone is at the Fed researching Bitcoin, but I don't, I don't think that people are actually doing research. I think that the people who it affects have done the research. They know that it's bad for them. And then they pass that information on. You don't need a researcher working at the Fed if J.P. Morgan Chase is telling you that it's bad, right? Yeah, I just started Googling (laughs) Federal Reserve Jobs Bitcoin. What'd you find? CBDC projects. You know what that stands for? Government money, digital money. Stands for not Bitcoin. Not Bitcoin. Yep, CDBC stands for not Bitcoin. Anyway, what other stories you got? Did I satisfy your curiosity? Yeah, but we're not getting to the bluff fast enough. Let's do that with anarcho-capitalist Javier Melli wins Argentine presidency. Go. Javier is the new president of Argentina, and he's a Bitcoiner. And what's he going to do for Bitcoin? What's he said? Did that qualify as the bluff? 
Yes. I mean, I, I know that he's a Bitcoiner, but still, I don't quite understand. Like you said, the first thing he's going to do is get rid of the central banks. I mean, look, I say this lovingly, but this is the biggest beef that I have with like non-Bitcoiners is. <laughs> I'm ready to get like I riled you up. You are riled up tonight. I'm not riled up. <laughs> but like. What really grinds I, my gears? I tell, I make the statement that a Bitcoiner just got elected president of a country and everyone's like well what is he gonna do what does that mean and i'm like he's the second bitcoiner to be given the keys of a country we don't know what he's gonna do Mm. but he's probably gonna do something different than the last group's been doing for the last 30 years Mm. and because the people elected him to do something different right what is he gonna do i don't know what does it mean for bitcoin i don't know but i do know this guy has made some bold claims And if he wants to stay in power, he's going to have to do at least one of them. And if he wants to stay alive, he's probably not going to do some of them. Whatever that Venn diagram looks like, we're going to see over the next however long their presidency is, four or five years. But um, specifically for uh, uh, Bitcoin and Argentine people, All he has to do is, well, I say all he has to do is, but like the two main things I think that he has to do for it to be well worth his time to have gotten elected and well worth the Argentinian people's time for to have elected him and all of the different elections and runoffs they had to do is if he can kill the peso and either go purely Bitcoin, which I don't think is possible. But what he said he wants to do is basically do what El Salvador has done and have dollars and Bitcoin side by side. And so dollars can come into the country and go out of the country. There's not this embargo on dollars anymore, or there wouldn't be an embargo on dollars or a scarcity of dollars. And Bitcoin, so that you can actually escape the inflation, right? Mm. If he can, They're experiencing over 100% inflation, right? So if he can just stem the bleeding by as president like this is the thing that's like so crazy to me like if joe biden wants to he can go on tv every night and talk about bitcoin he can command all of the airwaves to have him could have three podcasts about it sure like (laughs) joe biden gets to decide what he wants to talk about the president of the united states gets to decide i'm calling a press conference and i'm gonna say hey guys shit's really bad I really think all you guys should buy Bitcoin. We're going to figure it out. But as far as I can tell, this is the only way to protect yourself as things get really bad. If Joe Biden came on TV and said that every night. The dollar would just completely drop. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. But what would happen is that a lot of people would not have a really terrible 2024. Not everybody, because if you have no money, like I said in the other podcast, it's still going to be rough. But if you're sitting on. $10,000 in cash in the bank right now, and you think that your $10,000 is going to buy you whatever $10,000 buys you today in 12 to 24 months, Mm -hmm. you are wrong. If you buy Bitcoin, maybe it buys you more, but it will probably at least buy you what it'll buy you today. That's the difference. So Javier Malay getting elected on that message of 
money printing bad, central bank bad, Bitcoin, Bitcoin good, good <laughs> right? He's going to be on their media all the time saying that mm-hmm. now. That is going to be a massive change for the Argentinian people because that message has not been allowed to exist in that country, mm-hmm. let alone buying Bitcoin or Bitcoin economy, all that fun stuff. Like they've been run by socialists that have been printing money for 20 years or more. And if you had anything bad to say about that, you had no chance of getting into politics. Mm-hmm. So here's a guy who was literally bashing it from day one and won in what was rev- relatively a landslide. Mm-hmm. The people have had enough. They voted him out or they voted whoever was there out. They voted this guy in. We'll see. But the big deal. Without knowing what's going to happen, it's a very big deal. We're rooting for you, Argentina. I am, you know, my Argentina might be the next country that we go to. I'm down. You know, they got to like set the rules up and tell me exactly how it's going to work. But I'll come, you know, if I can just pop up in your country, spend some Bitcoin and roll out. Like I will gladly come spend some Bitcoin in Argentina. I will spend Bitcoin in any country that makes Bitcoin legal tender. Now, if they want to make it so I can buy plane tickets there in Bitcoin also, and like, right, like if they want to make my life easier to get to their country, great also. But that might be our new rule. If you get a Bitcoin president or a leader, we're (laughs) coming. coming. We're coming. Okay, last article. CZ steps down as CEO of Binance as part of $4 billion settlement with DOJ. Okay, that's a good article. We should talk about that because that's the biggest news. But before that, I do want to talk about the two strike articles uh, that we didn't talk about for a while. Okay. Um, because this kind of gets into the Argentina, El Salvador, and the new kind of money world that is starting to emerge. So uh, basically in the last month or two, Strike has done two big updates. Um, the first one was that they integrated this website called BitRefill. If you're in the Bitcoin community, you've heard of BitRefill. Uh, BitRefill is a place where you can do certain things and spend your Bitcoin in certain ways. One of the main ways is that you buy gift cards. So like if I want to buy a video game on Steam, mm-hmm. I can just buy a gift card on BitRefill. They give me the code. I plug it into Steam. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of this. You can also buy Amazon gift cards. Mm-hmm. You can buy Whole Foods gift cards, mm-hmm. right? Like you could buy a lot of gift cards. Um, and for some of these gift cards, you get cash back or Bitcoin back. So uh, sometimes it's actually cheaper if you had bought the gift card and spent it but you know versus having spent regular money so they basically like integrated that concept into their app so now in the strike app you can buy those gift cards at least mm-hmm. directly from the app so that was pretty cool um but what that does is basically sets up a scenario where now i have strike it's very similar to venmo right mm-hmm. I have Strike, and in Strike, you can hold dollars and some other currencies. They've integrated some some African countries, but you can hold fiat and Bitcoin side by side. And the way I would describe it to people is that's your checking and your savings account, right? Your checking account can now be in any denom- in any country, in any fiat that Strike supports mm-hmm. <laughs> and that you have like a bank account with, right? Um, but your savings account 
is universal no matter what country you live in. So now people who live in inflate in economies that are inflating, in theory, if strike is in your country, like I think strike is in Argentina, I don't, I don't know. But let's just say for the sake of this conversation, this episode, that strike is available in Argentina, which I'm like 80% sure it is. Um, I can now have Argentinian pesos to spend on, my, in a daily, on a daily basis in the economy. And I can save in Bitcoin with the click of a button, right? Let's say I had, you know, a couple hundred bucks in pesos and I just get paid. I got paid again. And I'm like, I'm going to sweep all of the money that I didn't spend into Bitcoin. You can do all of that inside of one app now. You don't have to have an exchange and, and all that fun jazz, uh, right? Like buying it on exchange, moving it to uh, cold wallet, all that fun stuff. Because the reason why I'm getting to this point is that because a couple months ago, Strike built out their own infrastructure. So Strike now is the custodian of the Bitcoin. Whereas before, it was being held by somebody else and they were just a, 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 front, uh, a, a middleman. And so I feel really confident that Strike's decision to build out their own infrastructure and hold and be the custodian of the Bitcoin that is represented in their app because until Strike themselves has a um, lending offering, they have explicitly said numerous times that we do not rehypothecate Bitcoin. Rehypothecate means lend out again. Mm-hmm. So any Bitcoin that you have in Strike you can be pretty certain that it's there when you go to take it out. and But you should not leave it on the exchange. You should not. You should not. But what I think is going to happen is that Strike is going to slowly become a place that people hold more and more and more and more Bitcoin. And it won't, and it, it, because it works the opposite as exchanges, right? So exchanges want you to buy and sell as much as possible and they make money on the, on the trades on the, 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 the fee for, for doing the trade, but strike doesn't make money on trading because you're not trading in theory. You only have one direction. Like you have mm-hmm. some fiat and then you move it into Bitcoin for savings. You can move it back if you want to, but once it's in Bitcoin, you can fire it across the lightning network. You can move it to cold storage. Like you have full control over your, you, you have control over your Bitcoin still. The lightning integration is the most important part because with lightning, not only can you get it off of, uh, off of strike, whatever you want to, but it's virtually immediate, right? So like if you have Bitcoin on Coinbase and you hit withdraw, it might come to you in an hour. <laughs> it right. might come to you like you could pay to get it faster, yeah. But it's it's an on-chain transaction, mm-hmm. so it could take a while. But with lightning withdrawals, like, yeah, don't keep, like, multiple Bitcoin on strike for sure. But if you got, like, a million sats or 10 million sats on strike and you're like, oop, that's too much, and you just want to move it off, it's literally button click. And you you can literally, like, I did it the other day. I hit the button, and I couldn't even move my eyes fast enough to my other phone. <laughs> before it was like bring it's here that's awesome and like that's how money should move and the only difference is that like it's 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 your money 
It's not some entry on a database Mm -hmm. that just got edited. It's like Ian doesn't have it now. Mandana has it. It's I strike no longer have it. Ian actually has it. Like Mm -hmm. that's the difference. Um, So anyway, the strike stuff is like I, I encourage people to like pay attention to strike. You strike. They don't they don't sponsor this podcast. They're not, you know. But when I think something's right or if I think something's good, I will I will talk it up until it proves me wrong. And Strike, I think, is like the best app for a beginner who's like they've at least accepted it's Bitcoin only. Strike is the app for you. I got my dad using it. Your dad uses it. Your sister technically installed the app, but, (laughs) you know, you have it. Um, I think. Uh, Pam, my dad's wife has it. Um, like all my friends have it. It's the easiest thing to tell someone to install and use. Um, and then the, 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 the piece de resistance of strike is in one of those updates. I forget which one they re-enabled pay me in Bitcoin. So if you have a regular fiat job and you're like, Hey, employer i'd like to be paid in bitcoin and they're like yeah get out of here <laughs> this is mcdonald's get out of here, this is mcdonald's we don't pay in bitcoin <laughs> right well you can go to i actually H- bet you mcdonald's will pay their employees in bitcoin before you ever get paid in bitcoin well i mean i've already been paid in bitcoin because you've been doing this direct deposit yeah so what strike does is it gives you a virtual checking and checking account number and routing number you just give that to your HR mm-hmm. and in my HR software, it says how much of your paycheck do you want to go to whatever mm-hmm. locations you've set up? And so I don't have a lot. I just have like, you know, 5% or whatever. Actually, I actually don't have anything now because they just re-enabled it. But the point is, is that when you do that now, whenever you get paid, a certain amount of dollars gets sent to strike. Well, when it lands in strike, in strike, there's a choice. How, when, when this happens, how much do you want to convert to Bitcoin immediately? Mm-hmm. So in theory, if you pick 100% every payday, it just buys a certain amount of Bitcoin mm-hmm. for you. So I say all that to say that a little, seamless experience, that little, like that feature alone makes like living on a Bitcoin standard a lot easier. Integrating bit refill into strike makes living on a Bitcoin standard a lot easier. And I think everything that Elon's trying to do at Twitter X. What is he trying to do? Elon's trying to make Twitter like the everything app, the the chi- the American oh, yeah. WeChat, right? But the biggest thing that WeChat does is lets you do payments to almost anything, mm-hmm. right? So Elon wants to build that. He's never going to do it. He's never going to do it without Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. But he's never going to do it um, for a lot of other reasons. Namely, I don't think they're going to let him do it. Because in order to do that without a permissionless currency, you have to go get permission to do that. Wait, so WeChat right now is where people buy everything? WeChat is as though someone took the entire internet and put it in a single app. Okay. So you can pay parking tickets. You can order Domino's pizza. Mm. You can do online dating. You can buy movie tickets. You can, you know pay your taxes, like Mm -hmm. everything that you need to be able to do to be a citizen, you can theoretically do in WeChat because it's not really a private entity. It's a government thumbs up (laughs) entity. Uh, And if you do something wrong, you could be 
blocked from WeChat. And now you can't do anything. Oh, my God. Right? So that's, right, when, when the people talk about the Chinese social credit score, mm-hmm. that is part of what WeChat is, mm-hmm. right? Um, so Elon wants to make Twitter X, uh, this, like, WeChat concept for America. But in order to do that, he needs to get permission to do certain things with money from the federal government. So if the federal government wants to not let WeChat or Elon build what he envisions, they just don't grant him the licenses. Mm-hmm. Done. Your whole entrepreneurial idea is shot because Elizabeth Warren thinks you're helping criminals. Terrorists. Right? Versus if you do it with Bitcoin, yeah, they cannot like it. And Apple might even kick you out the app store, but put it on Android, keep it moving. Right? So... Elon, why do you think that he is so off of Bitcoin? As much as I think it's like, you know, not the best use of time to be theorizing what Elon Musk is thinking. But what's your guess? I don't think that Elon doesn't understand Bitcoin. I think Elon understands Bitcoin perfectly. And Elon, because he understands perfectly, becomes an altcoiner. Right. Like he wants Bitcoin to do certain things. It doesn't do them. How can I make it do that? I got to get everyone to agree with me. That's not going to happen. I'll go do my own thing. And by definition, when you go do your own thing, you're an alt coiner. Right. And so he could make a Twitter coin. Right. Like he could do that. Probably won't considering what's happening to SBF and all these other guys at the moment. But I don't think that it's that he doesn't understand Bitcoin. I think he understands it very well. And he understands that if he does it with Bitcoin, he doesn't have a competitive advantage. He would have to compete on experience alone. Mm-hmm. And Elon does not like competition. Mm-hmm. That's why he's the only electric car company for like a decade. That's why he's the only person landing rockets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if he builds this WeChat concept, he'll be the only WeChat in America. Right. Elon, if you go look at Elon's record, he does not like competition. He likes. Why do you need Twitter to build WeChat? Because Twitter is a database of people that you probably want to send money to. So if you want to send money to anyone on the planet, you need an account number and a routing number. Mm-hmm. which is part of the, uh, I mean, it's not part of the SWIFT system per se, but it's part of the Federal Reserve banking system, right? Well, they maintain that database. That's every bank account within the Federal Reserve system they control. Now, they don't have a website where you can like see a profile picture and read a bio and link in bio or whatever. But basically, the Federal Reserve is a social network, right? So in order to have a payments platform, you need a social network of some sort. So Elon is trying to build WeChat. Strike will probably beat him to it. Because Strike and the Bitcoin ecosystem thrives on competition. And that is the biggest difference between the fiat world in the Bitcoin world. Fiat world hates competition. Bitcoin world thrives on it. 
you create an open protocol like Bitcoin, you create open protocol like Noster, and then whoever builds the best Noster client wins. It's not, oh, I have all the users, so they got to stay here. Okay, I use Amethyst, then I go use Domus. All right. And it doesn't mean you can't profit. You got to have a good business model. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be the best. I think um, that's the part of it that I'm having trouble reconciling with with Elon Musk. I would think that he would be confident enough that he could build the best version, but maybe his need for control is different. Anyways, let's go from one uh, mystery man to another. CZ, what's going on with him? He steps down, leaves I mean, Binance. Over the summer, the. We knew this was coming. Yeah, over the summer, the SEC charged him and Binance with a bunch of crimes. And uh, after seeing what just happened to SBF, uh, I think he decided that he would like to stay out of jail. <laughs> um, and he would also like for his customers to not lose all their money. Right? Like, Aww. it's both. Heart of gold. It's not a heart of gold. It's just both. What SBF did was destroy the brand FTX, and all of his customers will never use that platform again, ever. It's dead to everyone now. Mm-hmm. By CZ basically taking the L, he pled guilty to probably a fraction of the charges that he was charged with. Uh, he he might do some some jail time or some whatever, but he gets to keep a lot of what he has done. How he'll pay this four billion dollar fine, I don't know. I don't think it's him paying the fine. I think it's Binance paying the fine, which is like another crazy mm. thing. It's like, oh, I benefited from my crimes, but then my company pays the fine that was levied against them. It's all nonsense. But I think, you know, the thing that's most important about this story is that by him pleading guilty and stepping down, Binance doesn't die. Mm-hmm. And with Binance not dying, that gives all of its users a chance to, if they want to, take their money out without mm-hmm. the doors just closing on them one day. If you're listening and you have money on Binance, get your money off of Binance Right. Like do not leave anything on Binance or Coinbase or Kraken or any of these places. Um, But by it not being a like shit show. People don't have to panic. (laughs) Right. It's not a panic withdrawal where the whole thing just collapses because it's a Ponzi scheme. Mm -hmm. People can. Take the news in. Let the media explain to them how it's not as bad as FTX. They could think about it for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, and then be like, oh, you know, maybe I should finally buy that cold wallet and take my stuff off. So what did he do exactly? Money laundering is what they're getting him for. Okay. But it's just he wasn't playing by the rules, mm-hmm. right? And he wasn't coming under the United States regula- regulation regime. And he had customers that were in the United States. Mm. And they they pretty much, you know, when the SEC kind of, uh, announced their case against him and they tweeted it out that one particular quote, which is like, we're operating an illegal exchange inside of the United States. Like the SEC put that in their tweet. Like we have the evidence, bro. Like we have direct statements from your employees stating that you're doing these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't a matter of like, is he going to get in trouble? It was, how is he going to get in trouble and when? Um, and so here it is, you know, and right after he pleads guilty, uh, now they're going for another exchange, Kraken. And so the SEC is just going after 
all these exchanges that were trying to uh, say, well, you know, like it's not securities fraud because they're not securities and we're not in the U.S. And they were just they were lawyering up and benefiting and profiting for as long as they could. Their day has come. You know, you could have the debate about whether or not all the other cryptos are securities and is it fair and, you know, people want to spend their money on altcoins. Like, why should it be illegal? And and no one's saying that. All the SEC is saying is that if you want to be an exchange, you have to do certain things. And if you don't do certain things, yeah, we might not come for you on day one, but at any point in time in the future, we will come for you. And it seems like. First, they came for Coinbase, then they came for Binance, then they put SBF in jail, then they came for Kraken, right? And there's like two or three others, and then everyone else will kind of probably just moonwalk away and be like, oh, okay, they got, I don't have CZ money. And they Why t- don't they change up their stuff? Like, I guess everyone's just trying to milk it as much as they the can. The only option that they have, all of these exchanges, they all made the same mistake. You, you build a business model around the idea of I make money every, one, every time someone buys or sells a crypto. Like that's your business model. So you need as many cryptos as possible mm-hmm. to give people as many options as possible so that they have as many transactions as possible so you make as much money. That's what Coinbase does, Binance, Kraken, Gemini. All these exchanges that aren't Bitcoin only, that's all they do. If When you say, why don't they change up their stuff? Sure. They would have to become Bitcoin only. They'd have to become Strike. Strike's not getting any SEC notices. Yet. If Strike gets something from the SEC, it will not be what is happening to Coinbase, Kraken, and all that fun stuff. Like they are exchanges. They are selling hundreds of different thousands of different coins mm-hmm. and new ones coming out every week. People are still creating new cryptocurrencies like FTX didn't happen. That's right. so crazy. Yeah, there's there's people that just don't care, right? Um but the the point that I'm getting at, most important point is that the only change the exchanges can make is to get rid of everything that's not Bitcoin and figure out how to make money doing that. The CEO of Strike, uh, Jack Maulers, he had a great rant earlier this year where he was talking about the CEO of, of Coinbase. And he basically was like, you had the chance to be the guy. You called your co- company Coinbase, which is a term from Bitcoin. Oh, what does it mean? Um, so when you're mining Bitcoin and you get the block reward, in order to get the block reward, you have to give it an address to send the Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. That address that it's coming from, mm-hmm. right? So it's coming from the ether of the Bitcoin network mm-hmm. and being sent to the address that you control mm-hmm. for this block. That ether place that it's coming from, that's the Coinbase. Wow. Yeah. You never told me that. Well, it wasn't relative until now. You know, this is like in dating um, and now marriage. You can be with someone for years and you're still learning new things. And I'm excited that in our flirting with Bitcoin journey, um, there's little small anecdotes like that you've never told me. I'm, I might be messing that up a little bit, but fundamentally, 
Did you just lie to me? No, 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 no. What what I'm saying is that it's part of Bitcoin mining. Mm -hmm. And it's part of how you get paid for the the subsidy. It might be the Ether place that it's coming from. Or it might be send this freshly created Bitcoin to this location. And that's the Coinbase. But it's one of that. I was thinking that makes more sense. But what you described was like. So the ether, I felt like it was spiritual. Well, <laughs> well, like let's think about it for a second, right? Like, where does Bitcoin come from? Yeah, where, where does it come like, from? Yeah, my brain was kind of like, whoa. There has yeah. to be an initial transaction, yeah. right? Like before you have. Right now we're at what six point two five. So let's say we mined a block tonight, right now, mm-hmm. and that Bitcoin got deposited into a wallet that you control. Mm-hmm. You can go on to many different block explorers and you can see the transaction that put that Bitcoin there. But where did it come from? Mm-hmm. The Bitcoin network said you get 6.25 right now. Mm-hmm. It, no one else had it before that point. Yeah. Like that's the magic of the magic of Bitcoin is like every 10 minutes that happens to someone. Every 10 minutes, someone drops 6.25 Bitcoin in an address somewhere. <laughs> and... <laughs> that they didn't have 10 minutes ago. Um, and so, yeah, like the Bitcoin is still being issued, but it will stop at some point. And that's where the having comes in and all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the Coinbase. So anyway, uh, Jack Mahler's had a rant talking about Brian Armstrong where he was saying, like, you could have been the guy. Like, you had Coinbase first. You got all the, you you did mm-hmm. the legwork to build this business in the United States that bought and sold Bitcoin. And as soon as you had it up and running, you started selling Ethereum. Yeah. That was the the thing you added right after Bitcoin was Ethereum. And ever since you did that, you know, Jack Mollers was like, it took me a while to get older, to get my bearings around me, to build my own company, to call your, call your nonsense out. And I remember, I, I think I watched that like interview or whatever live. And I was just kind of like, yeah. Like, I can't imagine, like, because he, you know, like, he's been in it since he was, like, a teenage, like, 18, 19. So I can't imagine, like, watching. Oh, these people are. Jack Mollis is very 30s. young. Oh. Okay. Jack Mollis is very young. He's, like, probably, he might be 30 today, but I Aww, doubt it, right? that's so cool. But, like, if you've been in Bitcoin for 10 years and you're 30 mm-hmm. and you just didn't even know how to start a company 10 years ago and you mm-hmm. watch this guy create Coinbase and you watch this guy say all the things and be a Bitcoiner and all this fun stuff and the minute he's, like, up and running and has any position of, like, dominance, he goes, and I'm going to sell Ethereum. And then everyone goes, well, crap, I guess we got to do our own thing now. Mm-hmm. We thought you had taken care of it. We thought you made a more reputable Bitcoin exchange, but you made a freaking casino. Yeah. And that's that's what all of these things that aren't Bitcoin only are is is casinos. They're just digital casinos where uh you don't even know the odds. At least the craps table, you know the odds. All right, we hadn't recorded in a minute. That was fun. Mhm. Mhm. That's all you gotta say. Yes, that, that's. I agree with your statement. That was fun. Why are you acting like I'm holding you hostage? And <laughs> uh, I'm filming you. Uh, I'm not record being, a statement. I'm not being held hostage. You know, sometimes people say things, and I just say mm-hmm so that they know that I heard them. 
and I'm paying attention. <laughs> Who said you weren't paying attention? Well, I can't not pay attention to you. You're literally in my headphones. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this recording setup we have? I've heard some people tell me uh, the sound is better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we be. Uh, I think we need to move the desk back into the middle of the room, but that's just for technical reasons. Other than that, I mean, we have the mixing board. I'm trying to get this monitor set up so I can put the show notes on there so we can just look at that. We don't have to look at our phones. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just work, you know, make it better, a little bit better every day. All right, babe. So it seems like I, I missed a lot. Like while I was going into all these different characters and, Really getting to the emotion of Bitcoin. Um, a lot was going on in the world. Uh, yeah, the world's gotten pretty crazy um, in the last two months. And uh, I would argue that Bitcoin's the only sane thing at the moment. Only sane thing? What about me? What about our, our child? Nope. That's not sane? Nope. Do you think that him and I are equally like silly and crazy? Do you think he has my personality? Um, I think that he is not trying to be silly and funny on purpose. <laughs> um, I think he's just being, and I think you try to be silly and funny. So take that however you will. But, but okay. All right. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if in like, I don't know, six years, he's like, listen to my joke, <laughs> which is very much the energy that I give you. Yeah, I mean, he's he's funny. He 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 has timing. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. He has comedic timing. Um, which is very interesting cuz I don't think you can fake that. You know? That kid's very authentic. I'll give you that. Um but no. Uh we'll see. You guys are you guys are similar, but I don't think he's trying. I think you try. Is it so wrong to put effort? No, but you and know. And being charming and being good company. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just stating I don't think that they're the same. I don't think they're coming from the same place. That's true. That's true. We'll see. Um, I think he's a riot. And I think parenting has gotten a little easier. We'll see. We'll see. Right now, though, in comparison to four months ago. Yeah, you got your foot up. You look real comfortable right now. <laughs> Is that so bad? No. <laughs> We've also upgraded recording equipment, so I can lean back. But We didn't upgrade anything. That's my chair. That's true. Mama's back hurts. Our baby weighs a lot now. That's the hard part. They just get bigger. But everything else is easier. I guess. I don't know. I get to spend time with my boo. We get to talk about Bitcoin. Uninterrupted Bitcoin talk. What more could a girl want? You can't think of it? I'll tell you. You want to know? Bitcoin, more Bitcoin. That's what she wants. Can never have enough Bitcoin. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Now let's get you set up on Fountain so you can start earning money simply by listening to podcasts. It's time to join the Fountainhead Nation. Go to fountain.fm to download the app onto your phone. Once you've installed the app and have set up your account, search for Flirting with Bitcoin and follow us. 
You should also be able to find and follow every other podcast you listen to as well. Listen to our show and episodes from your other favorite podcasts to earn your first stats, which are fractions of a Bitcoin. And keep an eye out for our promoted episodes on Fountain's homepage. We promote every episode so you can earn up to 100 sats just for listening. Yeah, that's right. Your attention's valuable to us. You're not just a set of earballs we've collected for advertisers. You can use the sats you've earned to send us a boost, which is like a little payment with a message. We are very active and respond to almost all the boosts we get. Every episode, we also give a shout out to the top boosters from the previous episode. And if you want to support us or other podcasters with more sats than you earn, you can top up your fountain wallet with a bank card or a lightning transfer from apps like Strike or Cash App. The easiest way to learn is to just get started. If you have any trouble, it's about to move. And once Bitcoin starts moving, it moves fast. For podcasting 2.0.